Is the BIA bounce back real? Let's dive into it on some snappy chase. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward, the Ohio State cornerbacks, and Tim Walton meeting with the media after practice on Thursday morning at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. And that is a confident group. Yeah. What do you say, Berm? Uh, I agree. That they're confident? Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, that's it. Well, the, the, um, <laughs> the, difference, the, the difference between the confidence from a year ago to now is very tangible. Not just with Tim Walton, but the guys themselves. Denzel Burke, we've talked about him for the last four months, five months, about how just different he seems. Like, even just sitting there listening to him talk, that guy is is in a different headspace than he was a year ago. And that is incredible for Ohio State. Jordan Hancock, like, the joy with which he's talking about just getting a chance to play football again. I don't think people really understand how bad his hamstring injury was a year ago. I mean, when the hamstring's, like, ripped off the bone and you can't practice for two months, like, that's, that's it wasn't like a – a low grade, a low grade strain. You know, this was a kid who was on the verge of losing his entire season, and basically did. But you get that whole offseason back, and I, I said it the other day, but the the difference of having Davis and Igbenosin here just to push both of these guys is so important. Um, and even the younger guys, Ryan Turner, Jair Brown, who we talked to on, on Thursday, extremely confident. You can just tell this is a group that that wants to correct what happened a year ago, which is people believing that they weren't any good, which, you know, statistically maybe they weren't, but they didn't have any interceptions, but they weren't bad. They were just depleted and hurt. Tim Walton said he had, what, six lineups in 12 games last year because of different injuries. So this consistency has led to that confidence. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at production and stats on paper, you can't say that the cornerbacks did the job that they were asked to do, but... Uh, and it's not an excuse to say that they were injured. Like that was just a fact and an explanation. So, you get uh, Denzel Burke back from dealing with those multiple things. We talked about that all offseason. Jordan Hancock with the severity of the hamstring. Maybe he would have been better off not trying to come back and play through some of that in November. He he disagrees with that notion. He was asked about it. He said that that experience was useful for him to learn what it's going to take and to maybe take some lumps out there. But yeah, and that wasn't fun for any of them. And I think it certainly changed. Uh, the motivation for that entire group. And uh, you know, Davis and Igmanosin wasn't part of that, but he's certainly going to be a part of the solution. It is really difficult to spend any amount of time with this group of players and not come away thinking that like, they're going to be awesome this year. And, and maybe that is putting too much on them. The standard here is very high. We've talked a lot about this group and like use 2019 as, as sort of like, oh, that's the group they're trying to be – I'm kind of like, can it be better than that? Like, I, I know there were two first rounders in that group. With hindsight, were there actually two first rounders in that group? Yes, probably, probably, uh, <laughs> debatable. Um, the man is a true thief when it comes to oh, stopping sure. things. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lockdown thief. Yeah, he sure is. I love you, yeah. Damon. Takeaways. Hope you're okay. Takeaways. <laughs> um, there have been trios here in the past that have been excellent, and I. I think like every time we talk to these guys, I am more and more confident that they can get to that level. And even if they don't, honestly, if it's some degree below that, it's still really good cornerback play. And like healthy Denzel, super confident, healthy Jordan Hancock, I think like versatile, not just an outside guy, can play a little bit of inside. And then Davis and Iguanosin physically just brings something different to the table. In addition to pushing guys, just being talented and pushing guys, having that kind of length to deploy at that position too gives them something else that they haven't had here in a while. Um, so the ceilings is super high. Like I, I have, I have very high expectations for this group. I think the fan base should too. And I'm not trying to set the, the players up for disappointment. It's just like that's kind of the way they're talking and, and acting right now. I think they want those expectations because they feel like they can live up, live up to them. I, 
It's interesting to hear you describe it that way, Bill, because you're like more pragmatic probably than me and Berm generally. Yes. Try to be. And this is the greatest cornerback room <laughs> in the history of college football. Yeah. Uh, no. I, no, you're right. I do. I do try to be a little bit more reserved with like projections and maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't know. They, there's something about these guys that, that makes me feel that way. Do you think they have to continue some of this? Uh, they, they feel maybe maybe this goes to your point. They have so much talent at corner. Like we, they've got to be on the field, just like we talk about Sonny Styles or C.J. Hicks. When a lot of the conversation on Thursday was, well, Jordan Hancock can also play nickel if you need be, and Jair yeah. Brown. We already knew that he was doing that. Like, is that part of this conversation? Because it that's surprising to me. Because Tim Walton, when I asked him about that cross-training specifically three months ago, was like, I would rather not do that because it's they're different positions and they have to learn different techniques, but they are doing it. I feel like every time we talk to anyone, offense, defense, whatever, we learn about someone new who's playing nickel, <laughs> uh, which makes that position a little more difficult to wrap your, your mind around, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I think part of it's building depth because if you, if you actually like take a look at the depth chart, the only guy in the safety room we would actually say is a nickel, I think, is Cam Martinez. Like everyone else, looks more like a deep, deep safety or a bandit, whatever. Um, so they need to get that depth from somewhere, and it's natural for it to come out of the cornerback room. Mm -hmm. I am. Um, I don't know that I ever considered the idea that all three of Denzel Burke, Davis, and Igbenosin, and Jordan Hancock could play at the same time. And I think that is a little bit more of a possibility now, depending on what kind of matchups they face throughout the year. I think some of that is just necessity, or some of it is these guys saying, I want to be on the field. How can I make sure I'm on the field? And knowing Jim Knowles' defense is going to deploy that, you know, that five DBs almost all the time. Like, hey, I'm, maybe I'm more willing to put get, get in some work at slot if it means I'm going to have a chance to get more reps and be on the field. So. It is fascinating because there are so many good players that you have to try to work into this into the scheme that it's going to feel at times like, are they just doing too much? You know, like, mm -hmm. are they doing too much? Um, when you go back to the really good cornerback groups of the 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, um, you know, uh, 2019 is pretty good, but Sean Wade was such a natural fit at the slot mm -hmm. nickel that you there was no conversation about it like now there are so many guys because there's different uh, alignments there's the big nickel we've been talking about this week with Sonny there's uh, you know I, I don't look at Jordan Hancock and think that's a nickel corner because he's really long right um Denzel Burke if you just did it physically he's the one that looks more like a, a slot guy but he's been playing outside here longer than anybody else so I just think it's a matter of, of trying to figure out how these pieces fit and finding a way to use all of them so that guys don't check out mentally um, when Jim Knowles saying, this is what we're running, so you better find a way to fit into it or, or get out of it. I think maybe Sean Wade is the example in my mind that makes me think you don't need to borrow from corner and move to nickel. Like Sean Wade was just a very good nickel. He was big enough to play uh, inside the box and help against the run. Like it, When he moved outside, it was like, okay, well, He's not a pure lockdown man-to-man -man cornerback. And that's maybe not fair, but that's just the example that sticks in my mind where it's like compare, putting that together with Tim Walton saying that the, the positions are different. He'd like to keep them different. It's like, ah, it's, you can do whatever you want in the first week of camp. We talked about that with the offensive line, other positions. You're doing a lot of experimenting. Maybe you find that Jordan Hancock is good enough to just play nickel, and that becomes a different solution. But it, it seems to me like his skill set lends itself to the outside. And then I think of the great BIA units where it was like, we're going to rotate these three guys. They're all potential first-round draft picks at cornerback. Let them play there, and they don't have to bother with nickel. I think 
if I was sit drawing up an ideal outcome for Ohio State, that would be what it is. That Cam Martinez and Sonny Styles give them enough that they don't have to keep rotating four other guys and experimenting uh, at that nickel with a corner. But you know, maybe by this time next week they won't be. I mean, I think I think you are most likely to see what you described—a three-man rotation for two spots. Um, I don't I don't have a major issue with cross training. I, I think you make a good point. Like at at a certain juncture of camp, I think you have to stop with the experimentation phase and just lock guys in the spots so they can get comfortable leading up to that game. I don't I don't think we're there yet. The first scrimmages on Saturday, maybe it's after that point, or they have another scrimmage the week after that. Maybe it's after that point. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I think anytime you can steal a little bit of reps to build up the depth, it's it's important. Maybe spring is a better time to do that than this time of year is, but I'm not. I don't know that I'm nervous. God bless you, Berm. I don't know that I'm. Sorry ner- about that. I don't know that I'm nervous about guys getting pulled in like too many different happen. directions so that they're not good enough on the outside. Um, but I also like at least creaking the door open a little bit to, or cracking the door open a little bit. Excuse me. To uh, it creaks when it, it cracks. creaks when it cracks. Uh, to creating a scenario where their three top corners could potentially play together. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Do you guys? When you sneeze, is it once or do you sneeze multiple times? Like my wife, when she sneezes, it was like six in a row. I'm usually oh, two. Six would be a, it's that'd be a light one for me. I'm about 25 in a row. Okay. Just yeah. wondering. I'm also wondering, and Lorenzo Styles Jr. brought this up early on in his availability today. He said, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm doing, I'm learning things. The defensive line's really good, so it makes it easier. Like that it's defensive line, like, has to be. I think so much of the talk about the cornerbacks sometimes is, going to be jaded um, based on if the, if the defensive line is not doing its job. So you look back a, a year ago and you think, well, the corners, how long are they expected to cover? How long, you know, th- those things matter. And this defense needs all these parts to work together for one group to really stand out. The, this group can be significantly better just by being healthy and by being available. But if they're not getting the pressure from the defensive line, then I think there is the potential that the statistics look somewhat the same. Like, there's only so long you can cover, and I think that this group's confidence is is playing off of the confidence that they're seeing from the defensive line, which is, as we've talked about, destroying this offensive line in yeah. practice nearly every play. <laughs> it could also be something from the uh, the ball placement specialist not being out there B- throwing, throwing the BPS passes. BPS, isn't it? Not the HOBs still. I mean, there was a lot of discussion today about yeah. HOBs and uh, some BPS stuff, so... I, I think the good thing is that this group is still confident despite the fact that they're now facing the number one wide receivers on this. My team. favorite yeah. question of the day was posed to Davis and Ibanosa. Said, uh, Coach says you're getting a lot of hands on balls. You're doing that? <laughs> Did he say yes? He said yes. Oh, okay, that's good. That's so good. that was, I think that was pretty, uh, pretty informative and swaggy. But the most swag of the day goes to Jair Brown. He was asked, Who's got the best interception in camp so far? And he said, well, I would have to say me. It was me. One-handed, toe-tapping interception, he said. We haven't seen that on the socials, Ohio State football creation. They're saving that one. Dendell Burke said, I think this is a direct quote, every scholarship corner has an interception so far in camp. And his was a pick six. And we, they, we asked, uh, And we've also were, seen a Malik Hartford pick six. Yeah. So um, how uh, many pick sixes are these quarterbacks throwing? <laughs> Panic alert. Uh-oh. Uh, we have a problem. He wouldn't say he, – he was asked, who were you covering? He wouldn't say – and when he was asked who threw it, he wouldn't say. Denzel has become very good at keeping <laughs> the right secrets because he was also – we also were like, hey, 
how much do you think that rotation is going to be? Is it going to be even? He's like, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> like, what do you mean dance around or pretend it? It's just like, I do. He did say like he his preference is to be boundary corner, short side of the field, press man coverage all the time. I don't know if that means that's his job, and then the other two guys rotate on the other spot. But then he also said like Jordan Hancock is like the best off corner he's played with here. So that could be a little bit of a window into Iguanos and Hancock rotation on one side, Denzel Burke Island on the other side. Anything else, Brim? No, I mean, again, this group, we could we could find things to talk about, but there's a lot of things to talk about. We get the scrimmage uh, on, on Friday morning. Or not scrimmage, it's a Friday practice. morning. Open we'll practice. We'll see what they Scrim- do. Oh. on Saturday. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be very, very busy. Friday, we get a, another full practice that we get to watch. Yep. Um, and then Saturday is a scrimmage, which we unfortunately don't get to watch. You could spy on it. I though. would rather trade. Can we watch the scrimmage on Saturday and avoid the BTN practice? Tomorrow? Well, if it was up to us, yeah, well, it's yeah, definitely what we do. Fantastic. Well, we've decided. Let's ask Gene if we can go sit in his office that looks right out on the practice field. Bird's eye. It's a bird's eye Beautiful vantage point. I just think um, people should be excited about this group, and but also not unrealistic because it's not the greatest group that's ever played football. You can join me over here in the unrealistic <laughs> territory yeah. if you'd like. I, I mean, I, I've been I've been <laughs> touting this cornerback group for a while. I saw you know one of the national networks posted a graphic the other day of most improved position groups nationally. And the Ohio State cornerbacks was like number four on that list. So there, it, this is was not, that big game boomer because you shouldn't take that seriously. No, it was not big game boomer. <laughs> I said a, a national. Oh, um, so there is at least the noise. Uh, that noise is starting to get out of, of this building, and that is good. That's what Ohio State should have and should expect. What they got a year ago for any number of reasons was not enough. Yeah, and uh, you know, we Tim Walton talked about it. Like year two, year two, these guys are getting it. They're playing faster. They're playing more confident. And that's allowing them to get HOBs and uh, to BBIA and BBIA. That's right. They're working on that. That's all, folks. Big couple days coming for the Buckeyes. We'll have more coverage of that as we roll along on the podcast and at OhioState.Rivals.com. Thanks for joining us for some snappy Jays in here on the Woody on a Woody Thursday. That doesn't sound as good, uh, but uh, good stuff from the cornerbacks. Look for more uh, of that as we move forward. That's Bill and Berm. I am Austin. Talk to you later.